This is producer Michael Miracle. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. Be sure to check out our website at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com for all of our past shows and podcasts, plus Jim's blogs, reading recommendations, and tons of great I Work For Him resources. All available at iworkforhim.com. And now, today's broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon. Thanks so much for tuning in in so many different ways. Whether you're listening to us live on the radio on AM 570 and 910 and maybe 1380 right here in Tampa Bay, or maybe you're listening to us on Red Nation Rising, Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes. Maybe it's letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. However you are hearing the show today, let me just let you know that I'm grateful for you, but I'm also praying for you. Each and every day before the show, we pray that something that we say here on the air today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and to connect on what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. So here's a question for you today. How many of you use, how many of you use LinkedIn to further your workplace ambitions? How many connections do you have? How do you use those connections to facilitate a more complete network of workplace associates? Are you members of any groups? Are you spending as much time on LinkedIn as you do on Facebook? Did you know that LinkedIn has become a more powerful resource for you and each and every every day? It is the most powerful resource for people with jobs than any other resource out there. One day last year, I stumbled across the LinkedIn group called Christian Professionals Worldwide with over 59,000 people as part of the group, encouraging and networking with each other. Today, today we have one of the leaders of that group, Coach Daryl Andrews. Coach Daryl Andrews, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, hey, Jim, it's truly my honor and privilege, man, and God bless you for the work that you're doing. We're, we're, we're honored to be here. Well, we're, I just, you know, when I ran across the Christian Professionals Worldwide LinkedIn networking group, I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't know there was any <laughs> cool groups like this out here on LinkedIn. I have been yeah. on Link, I've been on LinkedIn for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Got got 1,500 file of, of, of people that I am linked to, connected yeah. to, but it was just something I, I'd never even seen it. But yet, your group mm-hmm. on a daily basis produces a tremendous amount of encouraging stuff. But before we get into all that, here's a question I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. I always ask someone just to share from your faith. So can you share a time from the last couple of weeks where you saw God get involved in those intimate details of your life where you go like, oh, well, that was a God incident. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, Jim, I mean, I can name several, but I'll give you one I think can resonate with a lot of people out there because they're probably in the same situation I'm in. Um, my mother has dementia, and I'm her, her only caretaker. So besides, you know, being an entrepreneur, a minister, a father of four beautiful children, and all the wonderful things I get a chance to do, I also got to take care of a mom with dementia. Well, she's staying at a facility um, that is kind of a, it's not like a nursing home or anything like that. It's not even assisted living. It's sort of one step below all of that because she's functional. You know, she knows how to get up. She knows how to put her clothes on. She knows how to, you know, go to different places as well. I received a phone call from that facility that they were actually thinking about she may have to leave that place because, you know, her temperament is changing and through the, through the dementia and all that. And and I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? You know, if, if they don't allow her to live here, I don't have the capability, you know, and the expertise to really care for her. And um, because of her condition. So I said, God, you know, this she's been your child. I'm, I'm, I'm saved because of her. 
Are you still there? I am still there. Yeah. You bet. She, um, she, uh, she, um, she's been your child from day one and, and, and gave her life over to you a long time ago. I need you to intervene. So the people are pretty, um, you know, animate about the fact that she may have to go. And um, by the time I ended up getting over there, um, not that they had changed their tune, but they definitely said, okay, we're willing to work with you. Uh-huh. And we're willing to uh, see what we can do to find some alternatives for her. So... Um, I didn't know that a person with dementia could possibly be evicted from a place. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> but God interviewing down her behalf. We're looking for some other options for her, and um, and you know it'll work out. You know, so I know a lot of people out there who may be dealing with oh. that are caretakers. Man, that's 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 serious business. It is and, but serious God, business. God is with you in the middle of that, man. He really is. And it is serious business because we all have parents. You know, when when you and I were little kids, yeah. you know, our grandparents they lived to maybe sixty, maybe early seventies, and they were gone. So our parents yeah. didn't end up being caregivers if they did for very long. Today, right. you know, yep. our par- parents are living to be seventy, eighty, ninety, mm-hmm. and then caregiving yep. kicks in. I've got a lot of friends who are caregiving for parents, and they're in their sixties and their seventies caregiving yeah. for their parents. Absolutely. So it's a different it's a different world, and it is. You, know, you bring that up. That's that's probably a show we. Got to do because a lot of us yeah. who are out there working are yep. dealing with aging parents and d- in different stages. I mean, you know, right now Martha mm-hmm. and I, all of our folks are awesome. They're all in their mid eighties and they're all doing great. You know, we're mm-hmm. totally blessed. Mm-hmm. That is something, and that is uh, uh, it is an extraordinary task when you know that you the roles get reversed and you're now taking care of mom or dad. That, yeah, see, my mom, my mom was early onset, so my mom was only seventy five. Mm. You know, so uh, it's yeah. early. Well, she, she's diabetic too, so it was kind of di- uh, diabetic induced dementia. I just couldn't get mom to change that diet, man. <laughs> and so it kind of caught up with her, and um, and it kind of induced the dementia. But yeah, man, you should do a show on it because it, uh, there's a lot of people out there. They live in silence, man. You don't know that they're dealing with this because they don't tell many people, and they don't feel like they have many places to go. But um, there's, you know, but you know, God is with with those people, man. And it's hard. It seems like you're by yourself sometimes. The average person can't understand you're juggling twenty balls. You know, you're trying to take care of your family, but also take care of this aging parent. And when your parent has dementia, it's harder because you're not dealing. You know, you got the, the mental faculties aren't there. Right. You know, so you gotta make sure everything is lined up and ducks lined up. So yeah, man, I would encourage you and pray prayerfully that you consider, you know, making that a subject at some point. Well, and, I, and we will. I wrote it down while while we're talking. This is more like a Facebook conversation than a LinkedIn conversation. <laughs> so let me let me let me move to that LinkedIn yeah. side of it because because yeah. we do I mean I don't know how you can be in a job position I mean LinkedIn is your online resume and it is a it is a world renowned site and it is a place yeah. where people connect how did you get together with those other few people and decide to say hey let's do a LinkedIn group called Christian mm-hmm. Professionals Worldwide how, how did yeah. that all come about. Well, I would love to take credit for pulling it together, but I, I'm not the, the one who did it. It was actually a pastor out of Germany by the name of Arne Gash, and he started the group back in 2007. And um, he wanted, you know, if you, if you kind of look at the focus of the group, he just knew that there was a need for Christians in the professional marketplace to have a location where they can come, they can network, they can fellowship in a Christian environment online. You know, where, you know, if someone has something going on in their job, you can pray for them or... If someone's trying to go for employment, they could be prayed for without, you know, without any outside interference from people who may not believe in, you know, believe in, believe in all that. So right. uh, he pulled that together, and um, but he realized at some point that, he, you know, it was God called him to do it, but he didn't want to manage it. So myself, uh, a lady by the name of Susie Bernal, uh, Bianca Martini, and Eric Rinsky, Eric is the one that Arn went to the 
fully take it over. We all uh, were invited to be um, the moderators and, 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 and kind of the managers of Christian Professionals, which is now over 59,000 members worldwide. Well, and, and so, yeah. yeah, you guys bring out you know, every day there's a new article out there or, or some yeah. sort of encouragement coming from the LinkedIn group, Christian Professionals Worldwide. Mm-hmm. How do you decide? I mean, there's so much stuff out there to, yeah. that could be used as encouragement in so many different categories to that group of people. How do you decide what goes in, what, what, what gets posted? Well, you know, uh, first thing first, we're all people of prayer, man. So we ask God for clarity as far as managing and facilitating this group. I mean, we we know it's just it's a blessing that we have the opportunity to even do as such. So we're we're prayerful people, but we're all given because it's it's a it's a it's a task. I mean, you know, you have fifty nine thousand members. You got people posting all the time. We manage the accounts, and we all go in individually and check on things, see what's going on. But as far as the content, particularly from the articles. Each each moderator is given a month, and you know, and we basically, you know, look. I, I know for me, I look at what's some of the heart cry of people out there. What are you, what are you hearing them say, or what are you seeing them kind of their challenges? And we write post kind of uh, articles based upon some of that. Sometimes it's not necessarily like you you could be a Christian, you know, Christian professional, and having a challenge with your family. So you know that article now may be be dealt more with you know as a as a Christian professional how do you balance work and family you know so we we look at topics and targets that seem to be you know of interest to people out there that they have needs for but most importantly we're just God inspired you know what I mean you know I and I wrote an article about my family recently and you know just thanking God for you know how we were blessed with four kids even though we were told it was medically impossible and then um. You know, how prayer opened that door for us. And, oh. you know, and imagine so. the people that you touch with that. If you're a business, if you're a professional of any type, no matter what you do, if you're going to get a job somewhere, you have to have a LinkedIn profile. If you do not have a LinkedIn profile, you need to create one today after the show. And when you do, link to me online. You when you apply for a job, that is one of the first things that people do before an interview is check you out online they look at your facebook page to see if you're crazy or not then they look at your linkedin to see if you're professional or not we've got a member of the team that guides christian professionals worldwide a group on linkedin we've got coach daryl andrews on the line with us today you said that those that that you recently wrote an article about family and the miracle of you and your bride being able to have four kids when you were told that you could not have and that story would touch the hearts of hundreds of thousands of people in our country because there's so many people t- struggling with conception how yeah. was that story received very well and it it lit the fire of hope in a lot of people so again you know you think about it, this is christian professional worldwide you think why would that be of importance well you know for a christian a christian professional is still a christian you know and and they're believing you know if they're not having children and you know, they want to have children they can't have them it resonates, you know. Um, we, so we write a lot of different types of articles. Some of them professional, more work-related, career-related things of that nature. But sometimes we write articles that are touching just the needs of the body of Christ in general. But you know, with fifty-eight thousand people, fifty-nine thousand people, guaranteed, some of them are going to be able to resonate big time with what you're talking about. So God has used it as a tremendous resource. And as I mentioned, as you mentioned, it's worldwide. So you have different perspectives, different thoughts, different viewpoints. But you know, you have people, and you know. 30, 40 different countries seeing, hearing these messages that are really being a blessing to them where they are. So we thank God for it. Well, and it is when, you know, when I get emails from people around the world that are listening to the show that catch it on Google Play or iTunes, <clears throat> that, that what is a common theme is that Christ followers in their workplace, no matter where they are in the world, 
they are all trying to go, how do I connect? How do mm-hmm. I connect my faith to what I do? And when mm-hmm. I challenge people every day, we've got just a, a one minute reminder to tell people, listen, one of the most powerful things you could do is to start. We, we just challenge people to join the I Work for Am Nation, which is all mm-hmm. about just just committing mm-hmm. to pray for those people that you're working alongside by name each and every day. Mm-hmm. And w- yeah. just that one thing, just doing that one thing starts to revolutionize how people look at their work because mm-hmm. people, people, they, they tend to groan about their job. They do. Thank God it's Friday instead of thank God it's Monday. But when, <laughs> yes, they do. But when, but when they start to realize that their workplace is their mission field and that in that mm-hmm. mission field, they may mm-hmm. be the only Jesus or coworkers and employees may ever meet. That's when, the whole paradigm shift starts to bring, wow, just like uh, open eyes to your workplace. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you, one of my um, early stage mentors, I had several wonderful conversations to someone that many people out there would know, and that's Zig Ziglar. And, you know, and Zig used to always say, you know, as a Christian professional himself, and a very influential one at that, you know, you, help, you get everything in life you want when you help other people get what they want. You know, and it's kind of like, for instance, in the workplace, if you want workplace harmony, be that example of harmony. You know, if you want peace, be that example of peace. Because ultimately, as a believer, you're going to win people over through your actions, not your words. <laughs> I mean, really, they're going to look at you. And if you're that beacon of hope and that beacon of light, even in the middle of controversial times, then you become that go-to person. Right. And that gives you a tremendous opportunity to share your faith, you know. So we encourage those type of things on Christian professionals, you know. Be that be that beacon of light. I know sometimes it can be hard if you have a boss that's really challenging you or if there's a workplace scenario that's really, you know, n- not the best sometimes. You can still, those things can turn around through the, through the love of God, man, if we just have more examples out there standing for it. So let's talk about this LinkedIn group, Christian Professionals mm-hmm. Worldwide. I want people to make sure that they're, they're hearing that. Go out there and join this group, Christian Professionals Worldwide, mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So how do you use that group to encourage people? You've got 59,000-plus members, and then those members may share it to their, to their um, uh, page, their, their homepage for their own LinkedIn uh, profile. How do you use that to encourage people? What, what's one thing you do to encourage people that helps them network So from, yeah. from a job standpoint? Well, what's, what's nice about it, you know, as with any LinkedIn group, it's not, you know, you have the ones that are the managers, but then you have people that are posting. So what's nice about it is you get a lot of different perspectives. Um, you get a lot of different insights. You can have someone that's maybe astute in financial management that would post some things about financial management or someone that's astute in, you know, uh, workplace dynamics. So what you're getting, you know, obviously with that many people and getting a whole lot of posts, you, you can't look at everything, but you can see some things that could be, that could resonate um, with you and learn and grow uh, as a result of getting so many wonderful insights. So and then also, you con- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, you go ahead, sir. Go ahead. I was going to say, how do you control all the posting? Because that's one of those things that I wondered. I'm like, okay, you guys yeah. got to be careful about it because you got 59,000 members. How do you yeah. control the posting? Well, we we monitor that. We look and we see what's we every day. There's one, you know, we're just we're all over it. We're looking. We're making sure that the right things going up there. Um, you know, and sometimes we've had to make some hard calls as far as people who may be posting inadequate things and tell them, you know, we need to get you to change that because that's not what this is for. And so some of those people, you know, they just unfortunately decide that it doesn't work, it doesn't work for them because, you know, they may want to create some controversy or stir up some things. That's not what this is for. This is for edification and for strengthening. You know, it's not for political reasons. It's not for personal anything, agendas. It really is about edifying and strengthening the body of Christ in the workplace. So, 
um, you know, we we watch and monitor uh, each and one of you know each and every post that goes up. We kind of know what's going on, and if one tries to slip past us, we catch it and eventually it's off. But we don't we don't have that too much. The people there are typically giving good content, they're sharing good ideas, and it's, it's been it's very helpful. We're talking today with Coach Daryl Andrews, one of the mm-hmm. founders of an online LinkedIn group called Christian Professionals Worldwide, and I want to draw attention to it because we're always looking for encouragement. And how about encouragement specifically channeled and and aimed at at you, that Christian professional, no matter no matter what you do, it's great to be encouraged. So, Daryl, how do how you know? I read a ton of uh, great faith and work books all the time because of the show. Could I ever submit like book reviews out there? Is that something that would be well received, or is that not what you're? Absolutely, looking for? absolutely. We encourage those type of things. You know, we do because again, it's, if it's going to strengthen and edify the body of Christ, as long as it for, it's for that reason. Then we 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 highly encourage it, you know. Um, as with anything with LinkedIn, you got to be careful. A lot of self promotion, self marketing out there, and that's not the goal of this site. Um, but if it's going to be something that could be, you know, again, strengthen or edify a person, a Christian in the workplace, we highly encourage that because that's what this this site is really all about, you know. Um, and you know, and that's why if you look at our, our like our group vision, you know, we exist to be a welcome place for God's children and all levels of maturity from all walks of life can encourage and be encouraged to grow in a relationship with Jesus and one another. You know, this these are the things we're trying to do, but from a professional standpoint. And um, thank God for having something like this out there. So talk to me about some of the the testimonials that you've heard from people that have that have gotten involved in Christian professionals worldwide on LinkedIn, and it right. is it has touched their lives. What is what? How have you seen the Lord use this group? Well, I, you know, I don't have any testimonials per se, but what I can say is, if you go there and you look, you'll see in these some of these threads how people encourage one another. You know what I mean? Like you'll see that something, someone will post about they're trying to find employment and it's been difficult, and then, then they'll come back two weeks later and they'll say, praise God, I found work. You know, thank you for your prayers. And it's something to know. Like, in the body of Christ, sometimes you can almost feel isolated, you know, besides your church and your isolated. But this is something where you don't necessarily need to know the person. You just know that we're in the body of Christ. And you can share these things and go back. And um and 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 see that just the what what has happened in people's lives as a result of the insight that they're getting from their brothers and sisters sometimes you know throughout the world, you know and then sometimes people ask for ideas and suggestions you know I'm trying to start a business or I'm thinking about going for this new job and you know and they put it up there and then all of a sudden you get input from some of the some highly professional people I mean some of these people that are giving advice are people who hire you know so they'll give you that insight just as a brother or sister in Christ, not as a professional, you know, particularly on their job. And then another thing, too, with LinkedIn, a lot of people don't know, LinkedIn is now the number one site for jobs worldwide. I mean, companies are posting on LinkedIn, LinkedIn nonstop. So people aren't even using this resource. It's free. <laughs> and you got some of the best companies in the world posting, posting jobs. And some of those jobs come through Christian professional worldwide. You know, so when you get your, um, when you, once you set up your, uh, your, you know, your uh, your page, you can go to a job section, go into a group and see what jobs are available. Sometimes, you know, you'll see jobs that are posted there in Christian professionals or just in general on LinkedIn that may fit. You know, LinkedIn has a set of where actually you can have jobs that are specific to an area you're looking for where they'll come to you, like the opportunities will be there. So people are running around and they don't know what LinkedIn has already created a, a venue that's just being used by people worldwide to find jobs. It's a great resource, man. It's a tremendous well, it's, resource. The greatest thing about LinkedIn is that Facebook put a lot of pressure on LinkedIn to yeah. take it to another level. LinkedIn was, let's mm-hmm. just say, until the mid-2000s, 
uh, maybe even to the late 2000s, extraordinarily rudimentary. It has become the absolute go-to for yep. any professional in any position, whether you're a professional mechanic or a professional yep. used car sales guy or a professional executive, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you've got to have a LinkedIn profile. Do you yep. guys ever find yourself helping people set up those profiles? I mean, you you and your mm-hmm. coaching uh, and your coaching degree <laughs> yeah. and your coaching uh, uh Job? Do you ever help people say, "Hey, you got to get a better LinkedIn profile"? You ever had that I talk, conversation? With I was just talking about it this morning. <laughs> I was doing a training. I do a lot of workforce development training, and uh, I was just doing a, a training this morning. I said, "Every you know," and it was a it wasn't a big group, probably about thirty five, forty people. But I said, "Each one of you, uh, by the next time we get together, I want to see your LinkedIn profile." Go on, and I shared you know with them. It's very easy to do. It's not complicated at all. And I said, "Set it up because you're here trying to find employment, and a lot of employment you're looking for could be very well on LinkedIn." So. You you know, I, when I do my speeches, you know, I do workshops, but sometimes I'm speaking in front of thousands of people. And many times, you know, as a minister, I'm ministering to people. I still will mention it in ministry work because a lot of Christians are looking for jobs and trying to find employment and believe in God for things. I talk about LinkedIn all the time, and this group a whole lot, because I just think it's important to realize that there are things out there that are blessings that we don't even know because we're not familiar with them. And it's not difficult to set these pages up, you know. Yeah. And then the key, one thing I'll say, in, in, you know, is this, once you set the page up, become active. You know, don't just have a static page. Go and look at what people are posting. Look at what people are writing about. Let me say this, Jim. I've been all over the country as a result of LinkedIn. People have brought me in for multiple things because they see the articles, they see the writings, um, they like the content, and they all invite for various reasons. So in my field, you know, as a consultant and trainer and a coach and, you know, career life coach and all that, it's benefited me tremendously. It's been tremendous. It's been amazing. Daryl, I keep calling you Coach Daryl Andrews. People are going to want to know, hey, what does he coach? <laughs> well, let me say this first, uh, Jim. I'm Dar- they, people know me. If they want to go on LinkedIn and, and connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm Daryl Coach D. Andrews. So that's, you know, that's tip that if you, you know, LinkedIn, you look at my LinkedIn profile and it's Coach D. Speaks and all that on LinkedIn. You know, but, you know, I tell people I'm not an athletic coach, but I'm a people coach. I'm an organization coach. You know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be honest with you, Jim, I'm, I'm, I'm really, and this probably has happened more so in the last 10 or so years, I'm a systems guy, man. I think that. Here's a belief that I have that some people agree with and some don't, and that is motivation without information is simply a good conversation. <laughs> it's good to be motivated. But, man, if you don't have a strategy, 90% of what you want to accomplish won't happen. So I do training and development. I do, you know, motivational programs. But, you know, I work with schools, organizations, businesses, and churches to talk about establishing infrastructures for success. And um, But... It's, it's strategic focused, man. I go in and we get people inspired. They're high five and they're, they're motivated. But man, when they walk away, they have a plan of action. Because um, to me, if not, it just was another good time. So as a coach, I'm trying to help teams win. I'm talking about the people team, not necessarily a sports team. But you also mentioned that you're a husband, that you're a father mm-hmm. of four, that you're a caregiver mm-hmm. to your mom. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. So this yeah. entrepreneur stuff has to do with all your speaking that you get to do. But you also said you're a pastor. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, you, you got a well, pretty, pretty busy life. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a pastor. I'm, I'm a minister. And a minister, okay. I get invited into churches to you know share God's Word uh, for a variety of different reasons. You know, it could be family-focused. Um, it could be um, relationship-focused. It could be business-focused. Churches nowadays are looking for information on a variety of areas. So, 
So I'm a licensed minister, but I'm not a pastor. I, sh- my, I always believe that at some point I may get there, <laughs> but right now I just, that's not where God is taking me. But I love the end, being sort of an evangelist, going out here, doing teaching, training, and, and speaking at the ministries. But um, really, again, walk, having people walk away with more strategy than just motivation, because you can get motivation anywhere. You need well, some strategy. How do people get a hold of you? Well, there's two ways they can do it. I have two websites. The first one they can go to is the family dreamteam.com thefamilydreamteam.com and that tells them a little about, about the work we're doing with the family dream team and just for my general speaking and training programs my primary website is coach www.coachdspeaks.com that's www.coachdspeaks.com and that'll you know direct them to what I do as far as coaching and training and speaking and things of that nature so those two websites and then of course, we're talking about LinkedIn. Just connect right. with me on LinkedIn. If you have any questions, man, I'm Daryl Coach D. Andrews on LinkedIn and, um, or Coach D. Speaks. But, you know, if anyone from your show today has any specific questions, go connect with me on LinkedIn and then message me. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll certainly love to respond. And we'll have links to your websites and, and things on our Facebook pay, a post right after the show along with mm-hmm. the link to the, the podcast. So people will be able to get a hold of you that way. But I wanted you to be able to toot your horn a little bit and let, let people know what you did because it's not – Doing, helping manage this group online on LinkedIn, Christian professionals worldwide, not your only job, that's for sure. This one probably doesn't pay real well. No, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really. No, and that's not the reason why we do it. We do it because of, of the professionals that we're, tr- we're trying to help. You know, my work, uh, my compensation comes from how God blesses, you know, as a business. I'm an author of several books, you know. We, we, God blesses us. But this right here is for God's people. You know, it's not so, for us. we got a lot of people that have joined the show after the bottom of the half hour. Why don't you just share for, with people about what's the purpose? Why, why did you guys start this group on LinkedIn, Christian Professionals Worldwide? Yes, um... You know, we started it because, uh, again, I, I will give uh, Pastor Arn Gash credit. We started it so that online there could be a location that Christian professionals can go to and network, learn from, grow with other Christian professionals. And that's worldwide. And what's nice about that is you get various perspectives based upon that. But, you know, there's a lot of groups, and believe me, a lot of these groups are really good groups. You know, there's a lot of professional uh, groups that it may be specific to your industry um, on LinkedIn. I mean, there's hundreds and thousands of groups. But what separates Christian professionals is you have, you know, 59,000 people with different needs and you know goals and all of that. Some may be looking for a job. Some may be trying to start a business, or some may be in business and looking for insights. Well, you have a, a place you can go where your brothers and sisters in Christ can not only give you good insights, because many of them have accomplished what you're trying to accomplish, but then you can also get, um, you know, some, uh, uh, some good, you know, uh, you know, do it through a prayer perspective where people are praying and, and believing God with you. So it's, 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 it's an amazing, amazing group. I love being, I mean, I'm interacting on it all the time. We're talking yeah. today with Coach D, Daryl Andrews. You can find out more about him online at CoachDSpeaks.com, or you could join on LinkedIn, Christian Professionals Worldwide. I want to talk about some of that specific insight that people can get if they sign, if they join the group Christian Professionals Worldwide. You, you recently posted a, a couple of articles that I picked out. I said, okay, these are ones that Daryl wrote. I, wanted, I want to kind of talk about them. One, the first one was, is your vision being transported? What was that article about? Yeah, you did your homework, Jim. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, you did, man. You know what? I'm the purpose of that article was to really look at um, what's influencing us. You know what I mean? What caused me to have the vision? 
that I'm having. I kind of, you know, used it, uh, the, the scenario of television. And, you know, when you look at the word tele and vision, some have challenged me on this, but, you know, the word tele means transport and the word vision means vision. <clears throat> so I was talking about the you know, thing of transporting vision. And my, the premise of that article was your vision really needs to come from God. You know, it doesn't need to come from, you know, people trying to put images in your head or it really needs to be God. Why, why do you want me to do this specific thing? Like the work I'm doing right now is God inspired. You know, I God God touched my heart to do this work. I go to him in prayer. You know, I, granted, I was influenced by people like you know Dr. Miles Monroe, a great pastor out of Bahamas, mm-hmm. and you know, and um, Zig Ziglar, man of God, who you know speaks and trains like I do. But you know, as far as what my calling was, matter of fact, Dr. Monroe told me personally that you know I, w- I was talking to him about some things, and he said, "No, that's what God's called you to do." I was trying to get him to do some things. He said, "No, that's your calling." <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Yeah, which is, I don't know how much you're familiar with him. He was just an amazing pastor. But but the point I'm making is that, um, you know, that's really what, what, what um, that, that article is about. The vision, should be, the vision should come from God, not being transported to a world that is trying to pump your head with a lot of stuff that really is not even relevant to, to the body of Christ. Well, and I think that take that whole idea a little further. First of all, I just watched a little documentary about the transition from radio to television, and yes. it was the power behind it was you can control how people think, you can yep. influence culture. Yep. And really, if you look at the impact that TV's had on the culture, and you really look at our lifetimes, mm-hmm. in the last 50-plus years, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 50, mm-hmm. when you look yeah. at the last 50 years, mm-hmm. so that our culture was not a really heavily influenced TV culture 50 years ago. It was influenced yep. a little, but mm-hmm. today, thought is controlled. Mm-hmm. They yep. communicate vision all mm-hmm. the time on TV. Yep. So how how are we as Christ followers in our workplaces communicating the vision that Jesus laid out for us in the Great yeah. Commission? And, and mm-hmm. are we being intentional about it? And, yeah. and that's why it's just like, okay, if you're going to, if you want to truly recognize your workplace as your mission field, if you truly want to understand the vision that God has for you right there in your workplace as a nurse, as a doctor, as an administrator, as an administrative assistant, how, whatever it is, it's got to start with prayer. Yes, sir. Because God can give us those details on how to take that vision forward and how we can minister in that workplace we've been given. We're talking today with Coach D, Daryl Andrews. He's got this LinkedIn group. He's one of the founding members of Christian Professionals Worldwide. Get joined to that group on LinkedIn right away and update your profile. Daryl, what else about that vision when you, when you look at how people struggle with vision, a lot of times churches struggle with vision, uh, uh, leaders of organizations struggle with getting people to adopt their vision. What's the most effective way you tell people to help spread their vision? Well, I'll tell you, the first thing, I mean, first and foremost, you've got to understand you know, that you have one and identify what that is. You know, just ask God for clarity there. And then I always tell people, you know, when, you, when you're talking about, you know, communicating vision or trying to be a visionary leader, it starts with you. You know, whatever you're trying to communicate to the people, you need to be it yourself. I mean, you can't talk about trying to do something mm. and you're not, you don't have the discipline in your own life to do it. So You're saying do as I say, not as I do doesn't work? <laughs> it doesn't work. You know, so vision leaders, visionary leadership is really servant leadership. You know, that leader 
from my perspective, is really willing to put themselves forward to be that person that could be a blessing to those who are following the vision. But I'll tell you something. The Bible is very clear. It says write the vision, you know, and make it plain upon the table so that they either read it, they can run with it. Well, is your vision written down? Is it being communicated? Is it clear on what the specific outcomes are of the vision, not just to the visionary, but to those who are following? Sometimes visions are just too self-centered. You know, it's too much about me, like you alluded to earlier about certain ministries, where it's just, you know, no, it's, it's, if it's just about you, then that doesn't benefit the whole. So visionary leadership is really, man, we, I'm saying to you, this vision is going to be a blessing. And when it comes from a biblical perspective, it's going to be a blessing to a lot of people. You know, lives are going to be changing. You know, the world in which we live will be better. But you've got to embrace it. You've got to spend time with God. You know, I built up some organizations on my, here that, um, that have impacted literally hundreds of thousands of people over the years through, you know, training and development and, and things of that nature. And, you know, a lot of it I don't have anything to do with anymore. But, you know, what as Dr. Miles would say, like, and he said it was so clear, he said, you know, you know, when the visionary leader is gone, the vision lives on. So that shows you how powerful vision is. If it's a real vision, long after you're not involved with it, it's still impacting. So it's just, it's, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm a big fan of vision, and I'm a big believer that we need more Christian leadership with, with good, clear-cut vision. And we're kind of, I feel like that's kind of been, we've kind of been depleted back to some extent. You don't see it as much as you used to. Right. Oh, no, and you don't. You see a lot of self-centered leadership. Yes. You don't see as much of selfless leadership. And yeah. it's, you know, but that's not to say there, there are some phenomenal examples. We've had hundreds of interviews and I work for him with selfless leaders from around the country and around the world. It, it's just that the ones that are selfish, Tend to get more TV time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're charismatic, man, and there's a difference between charismatic charisma and vision. Again, right. vision does the benefits others. Charisma benefits self. You know, um, I, I you know I just you know to me the world right now is crying out for good leadership, man, and I think the body of Christ has a great opportunity. You know, whenever challenges are intensified, I think the glory of God can show more. So I don't necessarily believe that just because we may be having difficult times that you know Christ is not going to show up. He will, but he needs visionary leaders like us who are willing to step up to the plate. Well, and, and and again, any great movement like that starts with prayer, and I think that that's something that the body of Christ has really struggled with recently mm-hmm. is um, understanding that prayer is the beginning of all things. It is not the end of all things. And we're not going to do things and say, okay, Lord, I want you to bless mm-hmm. this. We need mm-hmm. to start with prayer, and, and Christ, mm-hmm. Christ followers around the world, I don't know about around the world, but in the, in the United States of America also need to end just I don't know, just flood themselves with the scriptures. Most Christ followers today are struggling to know what does the Bible really say? They don't understand God's vision, therefore they're having a hard time living it out in their workplace. Mm. So it's it's just one of those things where we just need to be that encourager out there. And and I imagine as a coach, you Mm -hmm. get an opportunity to encourage people like that all the time. Yes, and let me tell you something. A lot of my coaching fervor as a believer is a direct result of seeing God move in my life. We had mentioned earlier that my wife and I were told we could, it was medically impossible to have kids. Well, I, I believe God so much that I set up a baby's room in my home for my firstborn son, that even though we were told we couldn't have kids. <laughs> you know? And I prayed and called their names out by name every day for two years. It was a room in our home, and people thought we were crazy. I said, mm. but God's going to put a baby in that bed. That, that baby, a baby will be in that bed. And I'm going to tell you, Jim, two years later, we had a little baby in that bed. So, Daryl, you wrote another article. We only have a few mm. minutes left. You wrote yes. another article, Parents Should Be Responsible for Student Behavior. Now, mm. this is a professional website about workplace. <laughs> but why did you write that article on LinkedIn? Well, again, you know, uh, sometimes we write articles that are more 
specific to topics and, and things of that nature that are relevant to society as a whole. And that was one of them. Um, you know, I think that Christians in particular, we need to set the tone for, you know, raising children with good character. Um, you know, do, I mean, obviously we all need help, but doing those type of things. So I wrote that article because I, I've noticed that overall a lot of people are looking at other reasons why children behavior is not what it's exemplary as it should be. So they point fingers at a lot of things. And so as I was praying about writing my next article, that's the one that came up because I, I take full responsibility for the behavior of my children because I'm raising them to be character-driven kids because I said, you know, you're, you're a beacon of light when you walk out this door. So I wrote that article to try to highlight the believers and let others know that, hey, man, we got to take charge of this. These are our children. If they're in school acting a certain way, if they're in a community acting a certain way, we don't point the fingers at the community. We don't point the fingers at the school. We point the fingers at ourselves. And we say, what do we need to do to raise character, morally sound kids who are exemplifying the love of God? So, yeah, that was an unusual article, but I thought it was necessary because of these societal shifts that we're seeing out here, Jim, which concerns me somewhat. Well, and, and honestly, I had I had one year. My one of, one of the things on my bucket list about fifteen years ago was I wanted to always teach. Yeah. And one year in my life, I, I it was one of the roughest years of my entire life. I taught seventh yeah. and eighth grade math yeah. in a in a Christian school, and yeah. it was the hardest job I ever had. And it wasn't yep. because of the kids; it was because of the parents. Yeah. Because if the kids were acting up. You know, when I acted up in in elementary school or junior high school, if I got in trouble, they called my parents. I was going to be extraordinarily <laughs> bruised at the end of the yes. day. You, you know, <laughs> it doesn't it didn't matter. And my dad wasn't a Christ follower. Yet. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I was going to be in serious trouble. I, I just would be period. End of story. Yeah. But today, when when a kid acts up, and if a parent calls to say, "Hey, you know, a little Johnny was having problems in class mm-hmm. today," they're going to go, "Well, why? What did you do? Mm-hmm. How did?" I mean, yeah. they they go right back yep. at the teacher. But parents taking responsibility for student behavior. If we had parents still uh, really disciplining their kids and holding yes. their feet to the fire, our schools wouldn't look like they look like today. Well, I, I tell you, I, and people don't want to hear it because it's easy to point the finger at the school. But I'm in these schools, and seventy percent, five percent of the child challenges these children are coming in with behavior issues. It's hard when you're in a classroom, you got to teach thirty kids, and you got ten of them saying not so nice things to you, or you know. And but it's easy for that child to now go home and talk to that parent. You know, Jim, I wrote a book entitled "The Parent is Coach: Developing a Dream, Family Dream Team." It's one of the books I've authored, and what I, my premise in that book was simply this you're the coach of your household team and everybody else is an assistant coach you know you have to have the strategy you have to have the game plan and it needs to be executed on and i'm very serious about this subject matter because i think we're having some great challenges in our family you know the body of christ as well as outside the body of christ but we in the body of christ need to better be a better example i'm gonna say this and not to sound like i'm perfect but i have four amazing kids but my wife had to my wife and i had to work at it just they just didn't fall in our lap <laughs> you know we had <laughs> that's to work for at sure it. yeah yeah no and it is work being a parent and there are days as a parent now my kids are grown and all gone and all over the country yeah. but as a parent there are days you're like what did we do this for and then yeah. and and then there are days where you're like this is the most amazing part of life i mean being a dad was the greatest privilege i've ever been given now being a granddad is one of those greatest privileges yeah. i get to be Congratulations well thank you thank you very much coach d daryl andrews thanks yes. so much for sharing christian professionals worldwide for yes. for us letting us know the vision on linkedin and how you guys plan on being an impact thanks for being an eye work for him and sharing your story we really appreciate your support and your encouragement have we just god bless your ministry thanks so much yes. coach d daryl andrews thank you sir all right. You know, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, again, the name of the group was Christian Professionals Worldwide. Go out on LinkedIn.com, 
join that group. If you're not on LinkedIn and you've got any kind of job anywhere, you need to go out there, get a profile, log in, get yourself set up, then join Christian Professionals Worldwide. You could use that encouragement each and every day. It's a great place to go and, and just get a nice word. You've been listening to I Work Room with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him.